Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Fact, Fiction, or Bullshit. Or for all my new listeners out there, the FFB podcast for short. Hi, my name is PJ, and every episode we will delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories, and the conspiracies, then ultimately decide fact, fiction, or bullshit. We've all been there, right? Contentment. It's a time in your life where you think this is nice. You let your guard down and all hell blows to shit. To be honest, it happens to everyone. Some more than others, and for some, even the most smallest of changes means your life changes forever. It's a thing that you're never taught. We go infant school, primary school, secondary school, college, university. They teach you everything. Everything on how to be prosperous, how to be a good employee, how to make money. Although some of that is good sound knowledge, they miss out on so much more. This now leads me on to my creepypasta story. We moved to the island about five years ago from the mainland. We'd stayed here before and we just fell in love with the place. Ten minutes from the beach, quiet and peaceful as anything, is what me and my girlfriend had always dreamed of. For me and Dominic, this had always been our dream. Somewhere peaceful, quiet. Somewhere for me and her to be in our quiet place. Somewhere where this would be our forever home. And truth be told it was. The thing was work, as in any rural place it would be. For Dom, she found a full-time job almost as soon as we landed. For me it was more difficult, for two months I struggled. But I eventually found a job at the only factory in our little village. But for me every interview I went before I got this job was torture. The questions they asked were terrible. It was like I'd never worked a day before in my life. But for now, me and Dom were happy. Both of us live in a 10 minute walk away from home and both of us in full time jobs. It's everything we could ever have wished for. But remember what I said about contentment. I had been at my factory nearly 5 years when out of the blue they were like, we've been bought out. And they're moving you to another factory on the other side of the island. Shit, I thought. Normally this would not have been a problem if you lived in the real world, but we were in the middle of nowhere and I did not drive. For me, I'm now thinking of my mortgage. How are me and Dom going to survive, let alone how our relationship was going to suffer? I got home and broke the news. I was a mess. PJ, don't worry, we'll be okay. I'm going to be out of the house for like ever. This is not what we moved here for. Not for me to be out of the house this long. Dom being her usual confident self was like, we got this. But for me, it was not that simple. I just thought I was letting her down. Needless to say, that did not happen, and I went with it. I don't know why, but I did. I knew she would do the same thing for me. Me and her were amazing. First day there, and I left the house at 6.40 that morning. Two buses to work, and the same coming home. It was torturous, but what it did do was give me a lot of time to read. All in all, it's close to three and a half hours on a bus each day. But I carried on. Like I've said, it was a nightmare to try and get full-time work anywhere else. So leaving was not an option. It was my second week in when I was informed that I had to do the late shift next week. Can't be serious, I said. I won't be getting home till after 1am. If you don't do it, you can always leave, my supervisor said. Needless to say, I went in. I tried not to let it bother me, but as you can imagine, it did. However, that soon went when I realised how much chilled it was working in the evening. We had a skeleton crew and they pretty much just left you to your own devices. So I put my headphones in and carried on with my shift. It was gone one in the morning by the time I got home. When I walked into the kitchen there was a note from Dom. 
Dinner is in the microwave and the beers are in the fridge. What a ledge, I thought. The rest of the week went pretty smoothly too, and truth be told, I was kind of getting used to it a bit, and the resentment I had was receding. Thankfully, it was Friday, and the weekend was almost here. I got to work, and you could not even call it a skeleton crew. There was four of us. Four of us in a warehouse the size of four football pitches. I was like, where's the other half? Sick and on holiday, my supervisor went. As the night grew on, we lost another member of staff. She said she was sick, but I think she was trying to get down the pub with her mates. Can't say I blamed her really, as I know that's where I'd like to be. But money was required, I thought, and I just carried on with my shift. It was about 10.30pm when things started going downhill. I went to the toilet as I knew I'd have a long journey home and I did not want to get caught short. The toilet block was a room with no windows. Three dim overhead panel lights, a bank of five toilet stalls and three sinks on the opposite wall. Each sink with an access hatch underneath. To be honest, it looks like the sort of toilet block you would see in a horror movie. Well, that's what I thought anyways. I went to the toilet. I flushed a chain and unlocked the door. And just as I did, the lights went out. Great, I thought. Just my luck. But as quick as I turned off, they were back on again. I started to walk to the sink to wash my hands. And that's when I heard a knocking sound coming from behind the wall. To say I nearly shit myself was an understatement. Who's there? I asked. Got no reply. This really freaked me out, but then common sense took over. This building is really old and so's the plumbing, I thought. But to be on the safe side, I thought I'd use the sink closest to the door, just in case. But as I walked to the sink, the knocking started again. It was like it was following me to the sink. Then something happened that caused me to stop dead in my tracks. The sink that I was heading to. Something had just turned on the tap, almost like it was expecting me. Then... That's when the lights went out. I was now sweating. Knocks on the walls, bad plumbing I thought, but a tap turning on by itself. And not just any tap, but a tap on the sink I was heading to. I was now swearing to myself. I was praying for the lights to come back on. Just then they did. But just as they did, I heard the tap stop. As I looked all around me to see if anybody was there, I noticed that all three access panels under the sinks were now open. I thought, fuck washing my hands, I'm getting out of here. I ran as quick as I could from that bathroom, but it's when I got to the first part of our factory that the realisation hit me. All the lights were off. The only lights that were still on were the emergency ones. Strange, I thought, but I reassured myself they only turned them off as no one was working in that part of the factory, as that part of the factory is where we keep our stock. So I raced as quickly and as safely as I could to the part of the factory where I'd been working where there had been people. But as I got closer to the entrance of the second part of the factory, to my horror I could already see that there were no lights on. Please be a power cut, I thought. I raced in. The place was empty. I was in the toilet for no more than five minutes. They could not have gone home and left me here. I ran to the main entrance and the door was locked. I raced to the store's door and that was also locked. I thought second entrance, but that was locked too. Fear was setting in fast. My heart was beating ten to the dozen. I reached for my mobile. No signal, for fuck's sake. I went back into the main body of the warehouse using my phone for its torch. Even though I worked here for a couple of weeks, I still did not have a feel for the building as it was that big. So I thought there has to be another door somewhere. As I'm walking through the main part of the factory, I hear an eerie low voice of a child say, We see you. This goes on for a minute. 
I'm now panicking more than ever. Who's seen me? The voice sounds like it's coming from above me. I turn around as I know there are offices above me, with a walkway that looks over the factory. I shine my torch up there, but nothing. I turn back, then I hear all three doors upstairs open, then slam shut. Fuck, I thought, I just want to get out of here. As I'm walking down past the lockers to where I think I remember seeing a fire door, I can hear knocking coming from inside every single locker, following me as I walk past. Sweat is running down my face, I don't know what's going on, all I know is I want to get out of here and as quick as possible. It's here when I got lucky. Illuminated in front of me was the fire exit sign, thank fuck. But as I got closer, I could see it staring straight back at me. The chain and padlock that are around the push bars. And that's when I hear that same saying again. We see you. This time the voice was different. The same, but different. It was different as now it was children and not a child. This is really shitting me out. I spin round and there is nothing there. Where the fuck are them voices coming from, I thought. I start back off through the factory towards the rear of the building, where I knew there was a door leading to the bins. The thing was that even though the bins were outside, I knew the gates would be locked. But at this moment in time, I was just thinking climb the fence. But like all other doors in the building, that was locked too. Fuck, I thought. What am I going to do next? And that's when I felt a tap on my shoulder. I looked round, ready to face who or whatever had just tapped me on the shoulder. But there was no one there. I scan the area as best I can and I can see nothing. I'm freaking out now and that's when it happens again. Another tap on my shoulder. As I turn around, I see nothing. All I can hear is children laughing and giggling. What do you want, I yell. I get no reply. Get a grip, I thought. Let's get some rational thinking going on here. All doors are locked. Roller shutters are down in goods in and goods out. What about a window? Now this should have been easy, but being a warehouse, all the windows were either high up or in the roof. The ones that I did find in the restroom were wide enough for sure, but at just 10 inches high I could never have got through. I sat on one of the chairs in there debating on my next move, and that's when I felt a hand wrap around my ankle. I then hear that same laughing sound again, and I can hear them saying, we've caught you. Hell no, I kick out and the hand around my ankle is off. I get up and run to our storage warehouse, but I can hear footsteps following behind me. And it's just not one set either, it sounds like two or three. I trip over a box on the floor, and that's why I hear them laughing again. I can't be doing this all night, I thought. I need to get out of here. And that's when I see it, the forklift truck. What are you going to do with a forklift, I thought. You ain't even got a driving license. But I thought I've got to try. I get on and turn the key. It works. The forklift powered on. Just get it to move, I thought. That's all you need. I hit the accelerator and steered towards the roller shutter. I hit it full on and there was an almighty crash. I slumped forward onto the steering wheel and when I look up at the roller shutter, it's not even dented. I then hear the children say, where are you going? We only want to play. I reverse the forklift and go again, but this time I reverse it right up to the back wall. Raise the forks, I thought. But how? There I am trying to figure out what lever to pull when all I can hear is the nursery rhyme ring around the roses being sung. I manage to raise the forks and I floor it. I smash into the roller shutter again, but this time it throws me from the seat. I hit my head off the wall and it takes me some time to get up and come to. I feel a drip of blood trickle down the side of my face, but that's when I see it. 
The hole in the roller shutter. And it's big enough for me to escape. I sprint towards this hole and I dive straight through it. As I hit the concrete ramp I roll and get up onto my feet all in one motion. The elation of getting out is overwhelming. I walk to the end of the ramp. I'm shattered. Stressed and most importantly scared. With all my energy gone I could not even run anymore. I don't know why but I turn back to look at the roller shutter. And standing looking at me from the hole I just made were three young children. Two boys and a girl. I stared back in disbelief. And as I looked closer I realised that they had no eyes. I was frozen. I could not move. Fear had taken me. It's then that I hear a van drive past. I turn to see it turn down the next road over. I look back and the children are gone. All weekend I was a total mess. I did not tell a soul what had happened to me. I was dreading work on Monday. I could not bear to set foot back in that building. In fact, I did not want to see it for the rest of my life. But I made a decision. I was going to go in today and quit. So I'd never have to see that place again. I get to work at 8am as usual and the police were there. Hey Peach, did you hear we got broke into Friday night? Nothing was taken, but the strange thing was all the cameras stopped working, so there's nothing on CCTV. The police are baffed. Where's the supervisor? Without even looking up, I ask. At her desk, they reply. I walk over and hand her my notice and inform her that I'm leaving this instant. She looks shocked. You can't leave. We have four people on holiday and we're short already. Watch me, I say, as I walk out of that building vowing never to return again. I start to walk up the road and I take one last look back at the building. I then look up at the roof where I notice three little windows in what is probably the loft area and looking back at me were the same three children from that night waving me goodbye. This episode was written, narrated and edited by me, PJ. Wow, what an episode. I'm just really enjoying writing these at the moment and when I get an idea I just start to write and before you know it you're creepy creepypasta story all written ready to go. My mind just hits overdrive. Yet again, I just want to say thank you for the continued support. It really does mean a lot. And as per usual, if you like the podcast, share the podcast. If you know someone who likes the weird, the paranormal, the original creepypastas, the aliens and conspiracies, let them know about me. So remember, look after yourselves and each other. And until next time.